Let's talk about race and its impact on college athletes. There's an event coming up this Saturday at 9 a.m. that the public is able to watch, and it's free. ECSU's Department of Intercollegiate Athletics, in conjunction with the Division of Student Affairs, hosting this virtual panel. The head baseball coach at Eastern is Brian Ham, who didn't get a chance to play last year because of the pandemic, but he's not talking baseball right now. We're talking about this virtual panel. Brian, good morning. Thank you for joining me today. And this is the first year I think you've done something like this. What exactly is the concept behind this virtual panel you'll be having on Saturday? Oh, good morning, Wayne. Thanks for the opportunity uh, to be on the show and uh, to promote the panel. Uh, the objective of the panel is to discuss uh, topics of race and how they apply to our athletes. Uh, the impact of race issues within uh, sports on the national stage, the ongoing conversations within our campus community, uh, and the events that have taken place throughout the country in the past year, months, and um, as recently as weeks underscore the need for us uh, to have these conversations uh, with our students and with our athletes. And you have a very impressive panel that will be discussing this topic. Tell me who will be speaking. Yeah, so we're, we're very fortunate, uh, and one of the things that I love about being at Eastern is uh, we're able to draw outstanding outside influences to campus to influence our students. Uh, so the panel is of, of four uh, very different panelists coming from different uh, experiences in life, uh, but all uh, have a relationship to college students and athletics. Uh, so Gil Kim, Director of Player Development, and Major League Bench Coach for the Toronto Blue Jays, graduate of Vanderbilt College uh, and a member of their baseball team, uh, brings, brings to the panel uh, many experiences from when he was a scout with uh, the Texas Rangers, uh, his time in Mexico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, uh, and his travels there. He's a Korean-American, uh, played pro ball in, in China, uh, in Europe, and many times uh, he was the only uh, person of color on those teams that he played with. And so between his travels uh, with those major league teams, the Rangers and the Blue Jays, and now uh, with the big league club, he has an appreciation of many of the challenges uh, that athletes, and specifically uh, with his experience, uh, young professional baseball players uh, from places like Mexico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, trying to, to make it in America and dealing with many of the cultural ch challenges, uh, such as language barrier and, and um, understanding our social norms as they, they try to make it. So he'll, he'll come from um, that place and in terms of what he brings to the panel. Francois Clemens, Grammy Award-winning artist, uh, most well-known for his role as Officer Clemens in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, he started that uh, role in, in, um, on uh, that series in 1968, so right at the heart of um, this, the civil rights movement and the first civil rights movement, I'd, I'd make the argument that we're going through a second coming of that now. Uh, and there was a, a very specific show uh, back in 1968 uh, that Fred Rogers did uh, where Francois, um, as Officer Clemens on the show, had, had a very busy day, and, and uh, Fred Rogers was, was sitting by his pool, invited Francois to uh, come sit by the pool with him and dip his feet to cool his feet off. And then Fred Watt Rogers uh, cleaned his feet on national television on a kid's show uh, back in 1968. So very, very telling of uh, the messaging uh, of that moment on the show and, and many others uh, within Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And, and Francois 
um, has performed for the New York City Opera, the Los Angeles Opera, um, as I mentioned, um, Grammy Award-winning artist and has spent much of his time as an artist in residence at Middlebury, so he understands um, the student experience uh, on a college campus. Vicky Chun, uh, currently uh, the director of athletics at Yale University, the first uh, person of color and first woman to be the director of athletics at Yale, um, has had a, a very successful career as an administrator in athletics, member of the NCAA Division I Council, uh, where she serves as the vice chair of the NCAA Division I Football Oversight Committee um, and knows a thing or two about supporting uh, students and specifically students of color uh, within athletics. And then the last is uh, Professor Loretta Ross, uh, who some of your listeners may have seen on, on um, different media outlets and MSNBC's Morning Joe, uh, Good Morning America, Oprah Winfrey Show, uh, she's currently teaching at Smith College. She began her career uh, in the 1970s working for the NFL uh, Players Association. Uh, she's done a lot of work with the uh, D.C. Rape Crisis Center. Uh, she's done a, a number of, of really impressive things, um, some different movements um, throughout the country. She's a national co-director of the March for Women's Lives in D.C. back in 2004, and she's the founder of the National Center for Human Rights Education. Uh, which is based out of Atlanta. So that's a, that's a really powerful panel uh, for our students and camp, uh, campus community uh, to learn from. And essentially, we're going to talk about you know, the current racial landscape in America uh, and in how that it impacts sports uh, and our athletes, why activism and conversations promoting cultural awareness are important, how to initiate these conversations about race, create a call-in culture and instead of shaming people uh, when they do make mistakes or post something that's offensive on uh, on Instagram or, or social media, to call them into the conversation and, and discuss why what they did was offensive. And then ultimately, how do we move forward uh, to impact change in, in our teams and communities uh, and throughout the state? Brian, you say it's students and community members. So this is not just directed toward Eastern Connecticut State University. The community at large is invited to this event at 9 o'clock online on Saturday morning. But advanced registration is required. You just don't go online at 9 o'clock on Saturday and do it. So how does someone sign up for this event? Uh, that's a good question. And the reason why we've chosen to uh, require registration is for safety precautions. Um, especially you know, at this time that, that our country is going through right now, uh, to make sure there's a free discourse of um, observations and, and opinions without being interrupted. Uh, the best way is to go uh, straight to the Eastern Connecticut uh, main page on the website, uh, and they can uh, find the link to register ahead of time right off of our main page. Is this the first year that Eastern has done something of this magnitude on this topic? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, it's not. It's certainly not the first time that Eastern's uh, taken a stand in, in terms of activism and um, promoting um, and supporting all of um, the composition of, of the students uh, on campus and have been out in the forefront of conversation of race. Um, as it applies to athletics with a, a, a panel like this, um, probably not. Uh, one of the things that's attracted me and, and things that I love about Eastern uh, is that it's uh, always on the forefront um, of cultural change and of um, talking about race and elevating uh, disenfranchised groups uh, in our state and uh, to represent 
you know, the, the, the composition of our student body with, with providing the, the resources for them to learn. So I, I would say no. Um, we're really fortunate that uh, this panel is taking place at this time um, and, and what everything that's going on uh, within the country. One of the, the main reasons why um, the Division of Student Affairs and Athletics chose to put the panel on is, is to teach empathy to our students. Um, and I hope you, you watched last night uh, the ceremony to honor the, the 400 thousand plus lives that we've lost in this country to, to COVID. Uh, and the, the story behind, you know, that ceremony was empathy. And um, as we look at the many of the challenges that we're facing in this country moving forward, many of those challenges are along racial lines. And um, for us to teach our athletes and our students in the campus community uh, the value of supporting uh, all people in this country and in our state uh, for you know our students who are going to become policemen and teachers and maybe governors someday, uh, for them to learn from a panel like this and everything that goes on in the classroom. And, and, and Wayne, yes, you know, is this something that's unique? I would say that this is just a, a public version of what goes on in our classrooms on a daily basis. Um, we have an outstanding representation of this state in terms of uh, demographic diversity of our student body. We're increasing that within our our faculty were trying to do the same thing within our athletics department. These are conversations that take place on our campus uh, and in our classrooms on a daily basis, and now we're fortunate to be able to share it with the public. Good information on the virtual panel on the WebEx platform. That'll be on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Brian Hamm is now in his third year as the baseball coach at Eastern Connecticut State University. Well, I guess it's the second year because you, even though you were 23-18 and 18 in 2019, you couldn't play in 2020, and I know you're hoping to play in the springtime, and we got a lot to do before that. But tell me what goes on with your program and, and what you did when the program was basically not allowed to play games uh, last spring. Well, uh, we took advantage of, of the downtime away from baseball to learn about the game uh, through, un unfortunately, uh, virtual meetings uh, since uh, we were off campus. And, and what we did was we actually put together a, a seminar uh, through the spring and summer where we brought in uh, different speakers to, to meet with our team and have conversations about different topics. We had Neil Huntington, former general manager uh, of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, we had uh, Matt Blake, the current pitching coach for the New York Yankees, Matt Hyde, the uh, head scout for the New York Yankees. Uh, we brought in uh, people from outside the game to speak to our players about um, character. And uh, I mentioned empathy. Empathy is an is, uh, Im important characteristic within our program to, to help develop um, our athletes um, and, and our baseball players uh, beyond the game. And so we actually took advantage of the downtime of not being able to play to develop some of um, the other aspects of who we are as people and as, as baseball players. Brian, a native of Terryville, who was the head coach in Amherst before coming to ECSU in 2019. He's a graduate of Middlebury College, class of 2002. And because of the Middlebury background, you have a connection with a guy that's been special to me and many people around here who would have turned 92 years old today. Tell me your thoughts about the late Donald E. D. Rowe. Uh, D is a great man, um, and I was very fortunate to have him as, as one of my mentors. I, I took uh, his coaching and leadership class uh, at Middlebury, uh, and then after I graduated and stayed on to coach there, uh, taught the class with him. Uh, and he uh, served as a mentor 
uh, to me through my coaching years at Middlebury and then uh, at Amherst. Uh, Wayne, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, when I left Amherst to come to Eastern, which I was thrilled to do being uh, from Connecticut and being a, a public school guy, I called D and I said, D, I'm coming to Connecticut. I'm coming to coach at, at Eastern. I'm, I'm coaching at a public university. I thought he'd have been thrilled um, because I know how much he loves UConn and, and loves Connecticut uh, and values uh, public school education. And he said, Brian, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever leave Amherst uh, to come to Eastern? That is the plum of plum jobs. And, and I said, D, I said, Eastern Connecticut, with everything that we offer our students in terms of the, of the value of the experience and the opportunity to coach um, guys from our state, uh, that, that's very important to me. And I, I was surprised uh, that he wasn't thrilled, um, but I, I think that also gives him uh, gives me a sense of the appreciation that he had for, for Amherst College. He loved the NESCAC. He, he called it the last bastion of amateurism. Um, as he had insight into Division One athletics and the challenges that it presents. Uh, to athletes and, and um, the challenges for a Division One athlete to get a, a true academic educational experience. Um, but D, D, as uh, many people know, is a very special man. I, I'm really enjoying driving up 91 and seeing his face in the billboard. I, I don't know who's uh, put those um, billboards up, but that certainly honors the, the life and, and um, calls attention to the many people that he's had a positive uh, impact on when he was um, living. So uh, it was a, a huge loss to Connecticut, to University of Connecticut, uh, into athletics at large uh, when he passed. And there's a lot of people that maybe don't know him, but they've heard about him a lot in the last week since he died back on January the 10th. But even people that had a casual meeting with D. Rowe, they kind of felt like they they knew him well because he was that kind of an open open guy. I mean, I knew him very well, and you knew him very well. But just the people I think that made casual connections with him, they they felt like they were close to D. Rowe. Yes, and 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 Wayne, I'm I'm happy you brought that up. D. Rowe taught me how to coach from the heart, and for him to carry himself in the way that he did, he was regal. He was an impressive physical person in terms of how he walked into the room and commanded attention but at the same time he had the ability to let everybody in the room feel special and important to him um and that's something that i took with me uh into um the way that i coach uh and he was able to, i don't know how he did it wayne how he had and stayed in touch with so many of his former players had so many connections was of such great value uh to the university of connecticut and to college basketball I don't know how, how he spent so much time talking with everybody and making these connections and, and accomplishing the things that he did to have such a profound impact uh, on so many people, whether it was uh, in, in Jim Calhoun or uh, his relationship with uh, Dave Gavitt or someone like myself who, um, you know, as a, a, a junior student at Middlebury College, you know, he knew me from my father, who's a, a longtime basketball coach in the state, but he treated everybody like they were the most important person in the room. Uh, and he had great empathy uh, and was an outstanding coach and an outstanding hum humanitarian. And, and uh, at this time where there's so much division and there's so much anger and there's so much hate in this country, um, it's, in, in, it's, it's, a, it's really sad uh, to have lost somebody 
um, who stood for so much good and who had such a positive effect on, on building people up and celebrating who they are and empowering people. And his legacy, and I always say that it's, it's really important that your legacy lives on pa- uh, past your life on, uh, on this planet. And his legacy is going to live on through so many people uh, in this state and, and throughout the country. And, and that's, that's the legacy that you know, I, I think any coach or any teacher um, should lead, and, and, and that's something that you know, I always remember about Dee, and, and I hope to carry with him when I coach this spring. Great stories about a great man, D. Rowe, and great timing, too, because D. would have turned 92 years old today. And again, Eastern baseball coach Brian Hamm inviting you to take part in the virtual WebEx platform panel entitled A Conversation on Race and Its Impact on College Athletics. It'll be Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10.30, free and open to the public with several prominent members of the higher education and professional sports communities. Advanced registration is required. You can go to the ECSU website, easternct.edu, for more information. Brian, good to catch up with you, and I hope a lot of people check out that virtual panel coming up on Saturday morning. Wayne, thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. It's been an honor to be on your show. Be well and stay healthy. You bet. Brian Hamm, the baseball coach at Eastern Connecticut State University on WILI.